Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, click the link in the show notes to join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back to another episode. This is part of a six-part series on the inner healer archetypes. If you haven't started with episode 178 on the Three-Eyed Raven, I recommend you go and listen to the introduction to that episode just to get on the same page. And then, of course, come and circle back to this episode. With that, let's dive in as we start to peel back the layers of more of these inner healer archetypes. Welcome to the third archetype that we'll be discussing in this mini-series on the inner healer archetypes. Today's archetype we're going to be diving into is the intuitive witch. And this is my personal strongest archetype that I most naturally embody. So I want you guys to, just like we've started the other episodes, close your eyes if that's safe for you. And I want you to, to just see in front of you what images come to mind when you think of the intuitive witch what words come to describe her what does she look like what is she doing how does she feel what does it mean to you how does this feel in your body to be the intuitive witch then declare to yourself i am the intuitive witch and how would you act how would you show up as her what self-healing would you be drawn to as this intuitive witch 
You can open your eyes and just notice. Again, your answers are always right. There's not a right or a wrong really here at all. So just notice how you feel. And if you haven't taken the quiz yet, make sure you take the quiz to know if this is your most inherent archetype that you embody, or if maybe this is one that you'd like to tap into deeper. And I'm going to teach you a little bit of that today as well. So the intuitive witch, she has a strong connection to her intuition. You may or may not have awakened this yet, but it's there. And we all have this inside of us. We all have an intuition. We can all tap into it. We can all strengthen our intuition. I've been on this journey for about three and a half years now of strengthening my own intuition and just awakening my own spiritual gifts. And it's been one that I have grown so much on, but there's always, always more. So I know in my case, it's like, I feel like I'm really tapped into my intuition and I I do intuitive coaching but there's always room for more to expand into source energy and just connection to your higher self. So the intuitive witch has a strong intuition and and yeah, again, she may or may not be completely tapped into that, but it's there and that's like her inner superpower. So what is intuition? Because we're going to be using this word a lot in this episode because we're talking about the intuitive witch. This is how I describe intuition and, and we can all make our own slightly different definition here, but intuition is the kind, loving inner voice inside of you. It is your inner guide. It is your higher self. It is the you-iest you. <laughs> and it is authentic. So using your intuition as your guide through the traffic of this highway that is chronic illness is a really soulful way to find your inner healing and your inner truth and bring your inner healer out and tap into what ails you and your unique body. And your intuition provides you the wisdom of your subconscious mind in order to bust through old blocks and become more in tune with your surroundings. So this this newfound awareness, this intuition, whether it's new or maybe you've always been really connected to it your whole life, but it can help us align with a life that, we, that we're completely head over heels in love with. And so when we've blocked out our intuition, then we're not so connected to that, that loving inner voice and that, that inner voice might actually be really, really critical. You might not notice the signals that your body is sending you. So I want you to think about, are you connected to this intuition or are you disconnected to it? So disconnected is going to look more like you have this, this inkling, you have this sensation in your belly, you have a frog in your throat, you have butterflies, whatever it is, but you don't act upon it. Or you think that it's probably Um, not real or it's fake or it's guiding you in the wrong direction or it's probably just fear instead of trusting that gut instinct that clear knowing within you that says yes and then actually taking action upon that feeling of yes instead of ignoring it or disguising it or pushing it under the covers so intuition that kind loving inner voice that clear knowing and feeling as well it can also be clear feeling just really 
really being able to connect to the energy of everything around you in order to pick up and gather information in order to make decisions that are most aligned with your soul. So the shadow archetype here is going to be the woman who's really not so connected to her intuition and, and the signals that her body is sending her. And so that challenge for you, if you feel like this is your shadow archetype, is to reconnect and to start to listen and to trust and to surrender the fear out into the universe and turn that fear into something that is looks more like excitement and trust, trusting yourself. So are you connected or maybe are you disconnected? And the intuitive witch is also one that is a woman who is called towards spiritual teachings. And this is going to look different for each of us. Our spiritual path is is fun, um, but it's also very unique to you. And so this could, I know my gateway was just like all the self-development books, like being that spirit junkie, that self-development book junkie, self-help junkie, where you are just kind of picking up everywhere you can find it, like the books that inspire you, that teach you something, that open up new doorways and make you think in a different way or have really awesome quotes or just are stories that you resonate with. And so I know that I personally started there where it was like my spiritual development was more of just a self-help book library that has grown over the years. And and then that turned into and, and kind of came with yoga and a yoga practice. And I think that that is also a gateway for many people because it does require that we develop a deeper awareness of our bodies in order to move in a way and listen to the teacher's cues in a way that is aligned with the cues and you're not just flailing around everywhere. So just an awareness. And then, and then yoga helps us turn into the breath and pranayama, uh, just uh, yogic breathing and different type of breathing exercises that can also awaken our shakti energy. Shakti is seen as that like snake that is wrapped around the base of your spine or kundalini energy that starts to rise up and activate within us. And so you, again, may not feel like you are completely activated or maybe you're kind of on that path or maybe you're like, yes, I am woke as fuck, Sarah. (laughs) But wherever you are on that path, know that the intuitive witch is one that's going to be really called toward the spiritual teachings because these spiritual teachings feel very like home and and, and like this comfort, place of comfort and, and home for you and for me since this is my my strongest archetype also within spiritual teachings is like the empath so you might be really connected to or resonate when when I or anyone else talks about like what does it mean to be an empath what are the different types of things that can happen as an empath and I'm going to go in a little bit more of the empath when we talk about some of the challenges of this archetype but the empath is essentially the woman who takes on other people's emotions or feelings or thoughts as her own and that can be hard to decipher sometimes but you you may find that when you see a post on protecting your energy and starting to figure out like what is mine what is Sarah Small and what is not Sarah Small within this energy field that might also be really like you might be drawn to that information. Meditation is another spiritual teaching. Meditation doesn't have to be spiritual, but uh, in my case, I I really lean towards and into the meditations that activate this spirituality within me and allow me to think in a different way and and really just discover like what my spirituality looks like and, and what are my beliefs. And meditation has been a gateway to discover that. 
And you might also be really just drawn into this more like ethereal conversation and talk and verbiage of like talking about source energy and Kundalini rise and the the energy of the universe and trusting the universe and, and just starting to figure out like, what does that mean to you? And what is your spiritual path? What is your spiritual calling? The intuitive witch is also one who her gut tells her what to do and she often gets intuitive downloads. So what does that intuitive download look like? Well, it's, it's as I mentioned a little bit before when I was discussing what is intuition, it's that butterfly in your stomach, it's that gut feeling, it's seeing something before it happens. It's the feeling of someone else's energy. It's your dream state. It's that experience of deja vu. It's your inner knowing. It's your inner truth. It's the tingles down your arms or your legs. It's the sureness of your thoughts, the confidence of your thoughts. You just know. You can tell when someone's lying. It's your subconscious mind coming forward for a conversation. It is your guardian on the highway of life. And if you want to go deeper here, we can also get more specific and talk about your psychic abilities or your innate and intuitive abilities because we all have them. We do. We all have these intuitive gifts and I believe that we all have all of them, but that one is usually stronger than the others and you might find that then you have some other ones that are fairly strong or intense for you, but maybe, maybe not tapped into all of these. And these are called the clairs and also known as our clair senses. And really this is just each of the different types of psychic sensitivity that correspond to each of our senses. So seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling, tasting, touching. So they each have a name and then there is this clear, for example, clair cognizance is clear knowing. So that is also my strongest clair or intuitive sense that is related to that gut instinct, that clear knowing. It's just like, yes, I'm sure of this thought. You know something before it's going to happen or you can tell when someone's lying, that clear knowing. Clairvoyance is the one we probably have heard the most, especially in the the world of the the psychic realm. And so clairvoyance, that's going to be clear vision. So when you are seeing something very clearly in front of you or to the side of you or up up or down or wherever. It doesn't have to be in front. Clear audience is clear audio or basically clear hearing. So we're going to hear messages come through in an auditory fashion very, very clearly. Clairsentience is one that I talk about a lot. I just don't always call it clairsentience. Clairsentience is the empath. It is that clear feeling or that clear emotion. So it could be that you are picking up on the person next to you's pain in their knee or their headache or their stomach ache, or it could be more an emotional level where you're picking up their feelings of sadness or happiness or fear, etc. Some of the less common talked about clairs, so those top four are probably the ones we also hear the most about, but there's also clear tangency, and clear tangency is clear touching. An example of this would be like if you went into an antique shop and picked up a little toy that was for sale, and, and you picked up the toy, and you can kind of feel the joy that this toy brought a child. You're tapping into the energy of something through touching it. 
it. And that could also be touching other people as well. So I think of this also as healer hands, healing hands. There's many books on this, on, on what healing hands are. And we use healing hands in Reiki as well. But that's going to be that clear touch. Clear alience is clear smelling. And clear smelling is, again, I think this would be a fun one. This is one of my weakest clairs personally. But I think one that if, you know, I wanted to, again, cultivate or if any of you wanted to cultivate, like you could, you could practice this. There's ways to tap into your intuitive development in a way that allows you to strengthen them and, and get more clarity on them. So clear aliens, that clear smell. So that would be an example of you. You're just sitting at your desk like I am right now, or you're driving in your car and all of a sudden you get a whiff of a, a Christmas tree, but there's no Christmas tree anywhere near you. Or you get the smell of your grandmother's perfume and you know you haven't heard um, smelled that smell in years so that can be this like spirit energy or it could just be like this message coming through about whatever that smell means to you Claire Gustins is the last one and Claire Gustins is clear taste and so that's going to be tasting without actually tasting so it's not like you put a piece of chocolate in your mouth and you taste chocolate because that's the completely normal human experience but it's instead feeling like oh you, you get this little like taste of just kind of like the whiff of, of the perfume in this case I feel like a taste of a brownie or a, a carrot cake or something that brings you back to a memory and that's a way of your intuition working through you and giving you these little nudges downloads hits that are going to guide you so again the intuitive witch is going to get a lot of these intuitive downloads probably in one or two maybe three of those categories more so than the others but what's important for us to do is just to listen to them and, and realize that you are an intuitive human being we are all spiritual human beings and it's up to us how much how deep we want to dive into that but within that is so much power to understand more of your subconscious and your habits and your patterns and just tap into universal guidance the intuitive witch's strengths are that she can read people's energies really well and this helps her as a healer so when you think about going into your practitioner's office and there's a completely different energy between someone who has tapped into their architecture type of the intuitive witch who is this empathic listener and is so present with you and notices that you've been kind of moving your shoulder around even if you're not consciously thinking of how your shoulder hurts they're going to notice that you have shoulder pain and they're going to ask you about it or they are really connected into the energy of your voice and what you're saying and they notice that even though you didn't say you were really scared shitless that you're holding on to the sphere and they might guide you through that in a really supportive way because they notice all of these subtle things. So maybe you've experienced this where you've been with a, a healer or practitioner who's tapped into their intuitive witch archetype, but you can tap into your intuitive witch archetype as well, where you are not only being the channel for other people's energy and, and noticing the subtle fluctuations in their voice or their body language or what they're doing with their fingers or where they're looking or where their attention might be or if they're lying or if they're telling the truth but also within yourself and so this is that where I find it to be most helpful is really just tapping into your own energy being the observer of yourself letting yourself detach from the physical body for a moment in order to tap into more of the energy body and listen like look down on yourself and 
just see, like, if you were in your own healing office, what would the the more subtle things be that you would notice about your own energy? And, and how can you start to draw more attention and awareness to those? So again, the strength is that this archetype can read people's energy really well, as well as her own energy. And this is, again, this is the empath and and just noticing it's the intuitive human being. And so what does it mean to be an empath? Well, it is on the most simple level, again, means that you take on other people's emotions or feelings as your own. And I've done a lot of coaching and training on, on what it does mean to be an empath in the past, but I want to share just a little list of things that if you kind of tick all of these off, then you're probably pretty empathic. And so you are probably an empath if you can't watch the news without, you know, crying or it makes you feel uncomfortable or like you're you're living that as your reality. You might cry during TV shows when you see other people in pain or it doesn't even have to be a TV show. It can be the person sitting next to you. You might be the go-to person for people to vent to. You find that it's, it's really the easiest, but also maybe the only way you recharge is by being alone. You might be very self-sacrificing and putting other people before yourself you just like the intuitive witch which is why the empath and intuitive witch go so well together is that you're very spiritually inclined you might get overwhelmed in crowded spaces when there's just a lot of energy that's hard for you to kind of translate and decipher you may love nature love animals and feel really at home in nature and and connected to to animals and even feeling what animals feel. You also might just feel like you know things. That's that claircognizance of just clear knowing. And typically empaths are also creative and and dreamers. They like to to dream and to to create and, and tap into their imagination. So your intuition guides you so she can ask very simply for signs, for feelings, for answers, and then use those answers to help her make decisions. So she is is probably going to be less of the person who analyzes the pros and cons of every decision that she might need to make or choices she has available to her. And instead, she's tapping into, well, what would it feel like for me to say yes to that? What would it feel like for me to say no to that? So there's energy of feeling more than this like cerebral analytical state of mind. And, and that's her strength because our intuition is so pure. Our intuition is guiding us in this really non-attached way, but also in a way that supports our highest good. And so when you're tapped into that, the intuitive witch is just really freaking powerful in not only giving herself guidance, but also guiding other people too. Another strength of the intuitive witch is that she's highly compassionate and loving. And in many ways, that's just obvious strength of being highly compassionate and and from this place of love. But a reminder here is just not to only extend compassion towards others and love others and love animals and love the earth, but also to love yourself. Extend that compassion inward to yourself. And so this also turns into the intuitive witch's challenge because she might not find it very easy to love herself because she's overly critical. She's overwhelmed. Her energy gets kind of penetrated by all the things around her and she picks up on everyone else's crap. And so it's really important for her to protect her energy. It's really important for her to love herself. Yet it can also be challenging if she's not grounded and aware of all of this. 
So let's go into challenges of the intuitive witch. She needs boundaries. She really, really needs boundaries and she needs to enforce them so that she's not giving too much. And she needs to figure out and declare what's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. What's yours is not mine to carry. What's mine is mine to carry. But beyond that, I do not have to carry anything from anyone else except for what is mine. And those boundaries are so important to also create your like rules around your energy and to enforce them so that you don't feel like you're being taken advantage of. And again, you're highly compassionate, you're loving. And so you want to help people and you can help people in a very beautiful, very aligned way but you don't want to overextend yourself and especially not to the detriment of your own health and well-being. So some people pleaser energy comes out here. And and I want to speak to just some of the potential side effects or signs of the wounded empath. So this is going to be the intuitive witch who has all of this power of tapping into her intuition and developing her clear senses but maybe she doesn't realize that. So then there's these signs that she might actually feel wounded rather than empowered. And I resonate so much with this story because it's one of my own personal experience, my journey of going from the wounded empath to the empowered healer. And that wounded empath was the Sarah Small who was completely drained. She she was taken advantage of. She didn't know how to say no. She felt like if she ever said no, she was a bitch and she was a people pleaser. The empowered healer or empowered empath version of me is, is in a very different place today as I'm recording this at this moment in my life where I have boundaries and boundaries, you know, maybe unfortunately mean that you don't take other people's... When you are enforcing a boundary, it's not about anybody but you and that's okay. So you might might hurt some people's feelings when you enforce your boundaries, but that is okay. It is okay. I want you to give yourself permission to be able to enforce those and know that you do come first and you have to protect yourself or who else is going to. The wounded empath, if she doesn't get enough time alone to recharge her batteries, she might experience chronic fatigue. This can really wear on her. I know I I was the wounded empath who really resonated with like just pure exhaustion needing to take multiple naps a day, never feeling like I had enough energy to do everything that was on my to-do list. The wounded empath also, she's very in tune with her surroundings, but those stimulus, the emotional stimuli or environmental stimuli might prevent her from falling asleep at night. And, and this brings up, you know, very strongly this conversation around chronic illness and autoimmune disease, because we know what lack of sleep does to our health and disease and how finally interlinked sleep is with overall well-being. So really important for her to be able to sleep and not get so overwhelmed by all the stimulus around her, partially by enforcing those boundaries. The wounded empath may also wake up constantly because her mind is just still trying to process not only her own emotions, but everyone else's emotions if there's no boundaries in place. And so this goes back to the negative health effects of not getting enough sleep or not falling into deep sleep or REM cycle sleep where our body's truly able to rest, digest, repair, provide maintenance. Wounded empath also might wake up in the morning feeling unrested for the same exact reason as that her mind was just flowing all night and she can't, it's like she can't turn off. Her mind is always going, going, going. She has to give permission to herself to turn off sometimes. 
And she's probably been raised in, in a way that is in a masculine energy, which is most, I think our society is shifting, but I think that most of us were raised in more of this like patriarchal energy of second grade comes after first grade and college comes after high school and like these like steps that are already set for us. And there's not as much room to feel and to to just be in your emotions and to imagine and to tap into your intuition and to dream. Instead, it's a lot of this structure and linear process of like what you should do and what you should be doing with your life. The wounded empath is also one who these overwhelming energies around you might feel like hard to escape from. And so if you work in a busy office place, and this is something I've really tried to avoid. And again, like, it's not a bad thing to work in an office. But for me, as the when I was the wounded empath, I was like, holy crap, no way can I work in a busy office setting, I'm gonna be drained as hell by the end of the day, not gonna be able to get any work done, because I'm gonna be hearing everyone else's thoughts and energy all around me. And I, you know, I was fortunate enough that for several years, years I worked in a nonprofit and I worked from home and then I started my own business and still work from home. And I find that within my own energy and finding that close to balance in my life, as close as we can get, that it's also not good to be at home all the time. You can't just avoid everyone else's energy. So for example, I also teach yoga and I'm in a room of 40 people and that's a lot of energy. But now I am the empowered empath, the empowered healer who is able to ground herself in that space, actually use these emotions and the, these the sensitivity within me to feel into the energy of my students. And when I feel into the energy of my students, I can actually be a better teacher. I can guide them in a more aligned way and notice what their energy is like on any given day. The wounded empath is also able to receive these like energetic charges from other people. And while, like I mentioned, when you're teaching yoga, like me, you can tap into the energy of your students and be able to modify and change things as needed. That's awesome. But it could also provoke anxiety or even panic attacks because your body goes into fight or flight because with that energetic charge from something outside of yourself, it feels attacked and it releases cortisol from your adrenal glands and that stops digestion, which can lead into digestive disorders. It constricts blood flow, which can lead to high blood pressure. It can make you short of breath. It can lead to asthma attacks. So many things that also are related to disease or chronic illness in our body. So no as this sensitive being, how are you responding to any sort of energy around you? And can you change your response to that energy and so that it doesn't actually trigger this thought in your brain that says, oh, I'm being attacked. I need to turn on this cortisol. I need to maybe go into the panic attack in order to, it thinks it's protecting itself. The body's never against you. It's just thinks it's protecting you. But we, what we need to do is reprogram the brain. This is what we'll be doing in the healing activation portal is reprogramming the brain so that any sort of energy around you doesn't every time then push you over the edge and put you into this state of panic. You need to tell the body that it's safe. It's safe. It's safe. The Wounded empath also can be highly anxious or stressed because of all this energy that surrounds her. And because of that stress, that can lead to things like binge eating, breaking the diet, any protocols you're on, going on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications. And so 
you know, the stress has this physiological response in the body, but then that stress also can cause us to, or lead us to make decisions that also don't support our health and well-being. So we're we're essentially poisoning ourselves with either toxic foods, chemicals, destroying our gut, going on prescription medication that uh, maybe that, you know, again, this is not meant to be medical advice, but maybe there's a better solution out there for you than starting to hide any sort of root cause of what's trying to surface in your body. You might also crave sugary or salty foods. And this makes sense because when our body is in a constant low-grade emergency response mode, we burn energy faster and our body craves fuel. So we want the sugar, we want the salt. And we don't always refuel and re-energize in the best way. Like sometimes we do just reach for the caffeine or the coffee. And those things have been shown to burn out our adrenals even more or lead us towards that path of adrenal fatigue. And so I just want any intuitive witches listening to really be conscious of like, how do you respond to stress? What are your go-to stress relievers? Is it a Red Bull or is it going to take a salt bath and taking that time out for yourself? And again, that's going to look different in everyone's body. But I think that the intuitive witch just needs to be careful that she's not carrying everyone's stuff all the time because it's not her responsibility to heal the entire world. Instead, she can help heal because I know she wants to. She wants to heal the whole world. So instead of trying to heal everyone else, what if she just healed herself and turned the attention inward and started to have a conversation with her body? And in that way, when we heal ourselves, we do heal the world. Like We are part of this coherent energy, this collective energy energy that our energy affects all those around us. The intuitive witch also just needs to remember to trust that the universe has her back. So Gabby Bernstein has this this book called The Universe Has Your Back, and it's become a very popular kind of motto, slogan, quote, universe has your back. But instead of just reading it or seeing it on Instagram, like, let's really actually trust, actually freaking trust. And this is a challenge for the intuitive witch because she might have been attracting things at a lower vibrational level into her life, whether that is relationships, like through people, or maybe she's attracting more of these and choosing foods that are at a lower vibrational level. And this is fascinating, you guys. So you can actually see if you if you Google Korean photography, you can see the imagery of, for example, like organic broccoli and conventional or GMO broccoli, and you can see that the the charge and and vibration around it. It looks kind of just like its aura and how much stronger and full that aura is of the organic broccoli that hasn't been reduced in its vibrational level or treated with pesticides and chemicals that would affect that energy around us. So it's fascinating. I, I encourage you to Google it and see and if you don't didn't have a reason to eat organic, there it is. Um, there's many, many others, but it's going to be this lower vibrational level. And so as the intuitive witch, if you feel like, oh, I've been attracting all these things in at this low vibe, it's easy to feel like the world is against you because you're like, oh, I'm just attracting all these horrible men. And like, I'm just like, work is shitty and all these things. I'm, I'm sick. I have this disease. I'm never going to get better. But that's not true. And the world is not against you you are supported. And so again, that challenge is not falling into this victimhood and this like, oh my God, everything is against me because you feel everything so intensely. And instead moving into this place of like, I am fully supported by the universe. 
My thoughts create my reality and I'm in charge of my thoughts. Therefore, I can change my thoughts to change my reality. And in that new reality, I choose to be a high vibration. I choose to surround myself with the things that make me feel fucking fantastic because I know I am supported, that my dreams are all possible, and that I'm going to trust that the universe does have my back. So really changing your internal language to support that. The intuitive witch also might just need to a reminder, a loving reminder, my friends, to release fear. So the Course in Miracles says that there are two basic emotions, love and fear. These emotions cannot coexist. And so we can choose love or we can choose fear. And yes, the ego is always going to choose fear because when we are in place of fear, we protect ourselves, we play small, we don't take risks, we, we hide from the world. Whereas in this place of love, there is infinite possibility and abundance available to us, but we might have to change something, we might have to take a risk, we might have to step outside of our comfort zone or feel vulnerable in this place of love. So, you know, it makes sense the way the brain reacts and the way that it does, but I just don't want any of you intuitive witches out there to let the intensity of life get you down. So just like we talked about before, maybe even attracting things that are just like overwhelming and heavy, we have to move you out of this place of fear and into this place of love and of trust in order to open up to what feels good and out of this lower vibration, this victimhood that probably does not feel very good. And that's not to say that you're stuck there. You are not stuck there. You can always, always change. You can always start again. My advice to you is start today with that change. Don't wait. Do the damn thing now. Start to move towards a better feeling life. Hello, podcast fam. Just popping in for a second because in this postpartum period, now that my daughter Emerson is officially one month old today, it has flown by and yet been such a blur and breastfeeding is hard work. (laughs) I have a whole newfound respect for how much you need to supplement and hydrate and give your body the nutrients that it needs in order to be breastfeeding. So one thing that has been supporting me so much is having my container of electrolytes next to me pretty much all day long. I, as you guys have heard me talk about before, I'm a huge fan of Element Electrolytes. They are salty and delicious and there are some amazing flavors. My current favorite is their new flavor, watermelon, but I also love the raspberry, the citrus, the orange. They're all really good. And electrolytes are charged minerals that conduct electricity to power our nervous system. And mine has felt a little bit fried lately because we are not sleeping through the night. We are getting max about three hours of sleep at any given time. So regulating my hydration as well as my husband's and balancing fluids inside and outside of my cells has been so supportive, literally feels life-saving. And as a Uncensored Empath podcast listener, you get to try these amazing electrolytes for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. You get a free sample pack. Simply go to drinklmnt.com backslash empath to try it out. Again, that's drinklmnt.com t.com backslash empath. And I'd love for you to let me know what your favorite flavor is and tag me over on Instagram. So let's talk about these goddess energies here. 
There is the goddess energy of Quan Yin present in the intuitive witch archetype. And Quan Yin is one of my favorite goddesses. And she's the goddess of compassion. She says, release judgments about yourself and others. Focus on the light and love that is within everyone. And so she is, like I mentioned, the intuitive witch has the superpower of compassion and love. Quan Yin is that like just, I mean, she's got pink around her. She's just like bursting with this love, this compassion, and, and she wants to help heal the world. And she is full of light and love, but we have to, in order to tap into the full potency of that light and love, let go of some of the judgment of our, especially ourselves. Yes, the world. Yes, others. Like if that's present, absolutely. But especially yourself, because what the intuitive witch might self-sabotage by not believing in her true power or like believing that she is fully capable so you are fully capable you are stardust and ecstatic motion you can do anything in this lifetime and we just need to shift back into that place of trusting it other goddess here is goddess mother mary she is the goddess of miracles and she says have faith that your prayers have been heard and are being answered so this goes directly back to remembering to trust the universe has, has your back. Like when we believe that amazing things are going to happen to us, amazing things are going to happen to us. If we believe our life is full of shit, then our life is going to enter more shit. And so I want you to just be conscious of your thought process, but also believe that that is possible. So expect miracles, see them almost as if they've already happened and you will manifest more of that into your life. Realize that we are small, like don't play small, but, but in the context of the entire universe and solar systems and planets, like we are just itty little bitty balls of energy. And when we realize that we are not all knowing, my friends, <laughs> yes, and humans and especially some humans are super, super intelligent, but we all have an intelligence to us. However, I think that we we kid ourselves when we think we know everything, when we know it all. We don't know everything. Like there's so much unknown. And when we try to force and control and only choose from certain outcomes that our little brains have decided are the only outcomes, then we might be holding ourselves back from so much more infinite possibility that we just haven't thought of yet. So I want you to think of all of the infinite possibilities that are available to you and just realize that there's no way our brain can comprehend every single one of those possibilities. And so instead, how about let's just expect some miracles and be open to receive the one that is of the highest good versus the one that our human brain thinks is best. The next goddess energy here is goddess Athena. She's the goddess of inner wisdom. She says, you know what to do. Trust your inner wisdom and take appropriate action without delay. This is the empath. This is the clear senses. This is you listening and tapping in to your intuition, no longer hiding it and allowing yourself to act from a place of an intuition instead of this place of fear or overanalyzing or being critical of yourselves or judgmental. And instead, let's just trust. You have such amazing wisdom in you. Take that appropriate action without delay. That's that energy of just start today. Go do the damn thing, sister. Stop waiting. Go do it. <laughs> that is meant with all the love in the world, but... 
And yeah, sometimes you need some time to like analyze and process and like just let everything integrate and digest within you, but then go do it. We can't spend our whole lives integrating and processing. So eventually we have to actually step into our masculine energy and do the damn thing. The last goddess energy here is goddess Dana. She is the high priestess. Uh, another one of my favorite goddess energies, of course, these are, because this is my strongest archetype, a lot of this resonates with me. And goddess Dana says, you have divine knowledge that can help others through spiritual, your spiritual teaching. So the intuitive wish, I mean, you are not only a spiritual being in your own right, but you're a spiritual teacher. You are a healer. So use that to heal yourself. But as you do that and all the things you learn along the way, maybe you're also being called to then share that with the world and step into this role of healer and in whichever specific way resonates with you, whether that's through being a nutritional therapy practitioner or a health coach or a Reiki healer or whatever that looks like. But Whatever you're being called to and the way that the universe is working through you to show up and, and use you to help heal rest of the world, like first, first you, right? First focus on your own healing, but then step into your divine knowledge, share your knowledge with the world and allow yourself to be that high priestess that is wise as fuck. She's been through hell and back. I know many of you resonate with that story of like, yeah, I've been through a lot, a lot, a lot. So how could you take that story and not only heal yourself by sharing it, but also inspire and heal others through sharing it as well? And that, my friends, is going to be the woman who wants to jump into the Lightworkers Library, which is the upgrade to the healing activation portal, because that Lightworkers Library is 10 additional healing activations that are specifically for the woman who wants to share her light with the world, step into her soul's purpose and be on this path of healing and sharing that energy of healing with her people. But those 10 activations are going to give her that exponential kind of like jump leap up to do it, to like actually get started. Or if you've already started to intensify that so that you are a magnet for people who need to hear what you have to say. That was a side note. So now that we've been through all the goddess energies of the intuitive witch archetype, we're going to wrap up with the same questions, which are, how would you speak? How would you act? How would you receive and how would you show up in all areas of your life if you embodied more of the intuitive witch? Is this your shadow archetype? Are you not connected to your intuition or is this your, your strongest archetype and you just need to be careful of some of the challenges that might arise? What actions would you take as the intuitive witch? Like what would the intuitive witch in you do? How would you love yourself? How would you love on yourself more, more, more? <laughs> this this archetype needs that. And, and then bring your inner intuitive witch in front of you and ask her, how can she support you today? What parts of her essence would be helpful to you at this time in your healing, wherever you are along this healing journey? And are there parts of this archetype that need to be healed? Where is the shadow showing up? Where don't you have boundaries? Where can you strengthen your intuition and notice that too? 
So the intuitive witch is very in tune and in line with the energy of the empath. She is emotional. She is tapped into dimensions outside of the ones we see with our eyeballs. <laughs> so ask her as well, how can you support her today? And then let me know what are those ahas? What were those breakthroughs you had in today's episode? Cannot wait to hear them and share the additional inner healer archetypes with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. As a reminder, go take the updated quiz, find your strongest inner healer archetype, which will then be followed up via email with a full guide on that archetype, as well as an additional brand new workbook that is identity mapping as a healer. So you can feel that divine and profound clarity in your purpose, in your mission on this planet. I will see you in the next episode.